Hello and welcome to the Who's He podcast with me, Paul. And today I'm pleased to announce I'm joined by Phil from the Who's He podcast. Yes. Hello, Phil. Hello, hello. Yes, I'm far too important to introduce my own podcast these days. <laughs> it's just nice you made the time, really. <laughs> oh dear. Yes, yes, yes. I, I'm sorry. I've been I've been whoring myself around other podcasts of of late. Um, I, it, it's not it's not my mission in life to appear on every single podcast that's out there. Believe me. I'm, I'm, oh, well, I don't know. You know, it's it's just so nice to return home again. It's like putting on a pair of comfy slippers. There's a couple of things I downloaded from the BBC. I expected to hear your voice on this one. <laughs> yeah, you, you might if you listen very very carefully. I'm, I'm in the background. They run out of toilet paper. <laughs> That's me crying for help. <laughs> ah, more toilet humour. Fantastic! You can't beat it. <laughs> Yes, yes. Sorry, yes. I I have been um, <laughs> been on other podcasts apart from our own. So, um, but that normal service has been resumed. I'm back. I, yes. Oh yes. well. Never mind. Never mind. Day. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> I know it's I know it's a mistake to do it sale or return. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can joke. You were the one who was going. Don't leave me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Well, let, let's let's announce what we're doing today, shall we? Go on. Then. That might be that might be a start. Yes, on this week's show, we are taking a a look back at End of Time Part One in our uh, continuing retrospective of the two thousand and nine specials. Um, yeah, I well, well, we'll talk about it later, shall we? I, I was just yes. to say I wasn't really looking forward to watching this one, to be honest, brutally yeah. honest. Yeah, but we'll we'll talk about that later. Uh, but first, let's have some news. Um, now, after last week's convention, um, there's been a few sort of snippets of sort of production news coming out. And I suppose the uh, the big one that's got all the tongues wagging this week is some sort of sort of snippets of Daleks, um, sort of photographs of the, sort of like of the maybe a very sad looking plunger. I've got to be honest. Yeah, well, there you go. There you go. Yeah, you'll see the doctor <laughs> about that. Um, yeah. um, various shots of different Dalek guns um, and the sort of the side panels, all the you know the, the Dalek balls and everything, which um, certainly looks very very interesting. Um, but then today, um, a photo is released of Matt Smith and Karen Gillan posing with a very dusty and cobweb-strewn 1963 Dalek. Yes. I mean, you did, did wonder when you see that photo this morning what the date was. As we yes, say, indeed. All in on the 1st of April. Yep. Um, but I think some of the other stuff about Daleks was was out there before today, so... Well, Moffat's already... He's already I mean, he said previously um, that it, it wasn't the last we'd seen of the... Um, old the old what, what we say old, we mean the, 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 uh, the bronze and yeah. gold Daleks. Um, so obviously he's, he's he's actually living up to that promise, really. Yes. By, by, the, by the sounds of things. Um, but looking at that, so we had a brief discussion, didn't we, before we we started recording? Yeah. And we sort of there's been long rumoured, and we don't know if there's any truth in this or not. Um, I know we don't like sort of talking about rumours and unfounded rumours anyway. Um, but the Dalek episode episode could possibly be set on Scaro. Yeah. Which would make then make sense about having lots of different Daleks from different eras. Yeah, and so, certainly this, the the sixties Dalek would then make a make sense. Oh, it would do definitely. Um, it actually make, makes you wonder actually when you sort of like because you look at the um, the old uh, the Daleks from sort of Tom Baker's. They were supposed to be the first Daleks. Yeah, not these ones. So are the nineteen sixty three ones. Are they what you should? Are they the latest ones, as it were? I'm trying to fit, I'm trying to fit this into the the whole time thing because this is far into Scaro's future when like the Thals are just basically like living like primitives, aren't they? Yeah. But then again, I think they've they've retconned the the history anyway of the of the Daleks. Yeah. There's no, uh, yeah. Yeah. There wasn't meant to be another scientist that. Um, Created the Daleks originally when they when they did this in the old uh, was it TV twenty one comic 
in the sixties, wasn't it? Some is it some bloke called was it Professor Yarveling or something like that? I don't know. You'll have to. Yeah, I, I think I think I think that's what it was. And then Terry Nation dreamt up um, Davros instead. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not as the case may be. How's that legal? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I, was, yeah, I just suddenly remembered that. Oh, it's gone a bit quiet. Obviously, not going very well, is it? I don't know. I mean, these things take take time to go through the courts. They do. It does indeed go. They through do. Oh, wasn't he still trying to get some handwriting? Wasn't he? Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not going to waste any more time on that. Um, yeah. So apart from um, apart from that, we've also had this week some official photographs of. Jenna Louise Coleman. Um, yep. So obviously, I don't know what people were expecting. Other people were saying, "Well, we don't know anything about her. We don't know her name. That she's not in costume." I thought, "Well, what yeah. would you?" They're not going to give anything yeah. away at this point, are they? No. Let's let's be perfectly honest here. Um, it's pretty, and she can't obviously give any in-depth interviews. No, that's she it. Can't talk about her character at all. No, that's right. Um, now, apart from that, there's also another couple of bits of um, sort of casting news. Um, I mean, I don't know what episodes are in. You might not even... I've never heard of these two, two people. One um, person being uh, cast is Joanne McQuinn, um, who says going to be in episode three. He's given a, 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 a character a name as well, but I'm not going to mention that here. Um, but apparently she's going to be in episode three. Uh, she's previously been in um, Mistresses of the, the Bill. <laughs> Um, our friend, our friends in the north, as well, right. which was quite a sort of a very prestigious BBC show, and another bit of casting news. Um, I hope I'm doing the, the, this uh, this actor's name surname justice. Anyway, it's David Giassi or Giassi. Um Now he's been um, well, actually, he's currently in actually. Sorry, uh, uh, there's a, a BBC Two prank called White Heat. Um, he's also been in Waking the Dead. Um, Mike Bassett, manager, not 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 the film, not Mike Bassett, England manager. Um, he's also in the first series of Torchwood as well. Mm. He played patient Will Harris in the episode called Combat. Don't think he's going to be prizing the role. <laughs> oh, bloody hope not. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's about it. Really. There's also been sort of like the bits of filming reports um, and stuff as well. There was sort of one little uh, thing that. Um, Arthur Darville was filming Hanging Upside Down. Yes. Quite some time. So, um, now there was also, um, talking of uh, Series 7, obviously at the convention last uh, last Sunday, because we, we talked last week about the um, how the, epi- the Series 7 is going to be shown. And yeah. um, we both had theories. I thought it would be shown in one big block. And we, you counter that, so well, not necessarily... They could they could um, split it into two, um, but apparently on last Sunday um, Stephen Moffat did confirm at the convention that it's going to be shown in one one block. Well, didn't he say that was that was what he understood at the moment? Yeah. Now, as we know, scheduling changes all the time, yeah. doesn't it? Um, so we'll, we'll we'll go on the on the base at the moment. It will be in one block. But you're right. It probably will I st- change. I, I still wouldn't put money on it. No, to be honest, no. I just, I just, I, I just don't think. I think the BBC will want it um, earlier, so that then the Christmas special is a Christmas one is a special, so to speak. Well, it, it's going to be anyway because you're going to have the new companion. So yeah. I think you get a lot of people tuning in for that. Um, it's got to be more special compared to last year's. Yeah, but but like I say, I just think that. I think it'll be on in November, and if it starts in October, November, then mm. it's not gonna. The fi- it's only five episodes. It's not gonna run to, to to link up with Christmas. Well, I, I, I mean, I hope they do start it in in late November, all the way through December, and I hope they do shut in one block. That's that's my personal preference. I really do. Mm-hmm. I don't know actually. I just I... don't know wait till the end of November. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just give me something in October. Well, you see, the thing is, I think that that's what we forget when we were kids. Doctor Who used to start in November and didn't finish until January. Yeah. And you did have that break over Christmas. You didn't have Christmas Doctor Who back in those yeah. days. Um, but that's when the series started. Yeah. So maybe they are going well, back, to, back to basics 20, again. If you did 25-minute episodes rather than 45-minute episodes, then you could it would go 
13 episodes would last 26. Yeah. And you could have it running for half the year, but yeah. Um, no, I, I, I still, I still can't see the BBC running it all together. And this is going to be famous last words. <laughs> Obviously this is guarantees that the BBC will run it all together. If I say that, but, well, that's um, it. you saying that's like my dream come true. true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I don't know. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me that it goes six, then the episode seven's New Year's Day, and through then January, with the rest yeah. of it. I just think there'll be, you'll have the first five episodes to be um, early, will be autumn, and then you'll resume again at Christmas. Yeah. No, we'll see. We, we shall see. I shall wait with bated breath, I've got to be honest. I can't... Uh... I can't wait for because all of the little snippets I've sort of seen the trailer and now the little things about the Daleks. It's I'm quite looking forward to this and the new companion, of course. Um, I'm rather looking forward to this new series. It's also how much the BBC would want to put this up against um, ITV. Also, they they like uh, ITV would probably be doing another. Um, X Factor or whatever and will the BBC want to put Doctor Who up against that as it runs into its climax um, I wouldn't have thought they would have scheduled it directly because X Factor's not until about 8 in the evening is it so Doctor Who's usually on it seems to vary a lot doesn't it but you, you can say between like 6 and 7 yeah that's when it's going to be on so I don't think they will put it up directly against X but it Factor. does sort of dominate then the X Factor does dominate the schedules. It does, um, and they lose. They will lose because people are just switch on ITV and leave it on ITV. Well, if people were tuning to watch um, All Star Family Fortunes last series rather than watch Doctor Who, yeah, um, and that was only they, really at the beginning of X Factor, wasn't it? Yeah, and then, then I suppose yeah, you're right. As, really, as it because... gets more into the climax to it, you think these things. Oh, I just wish someone just. Viewers. Just, just kill it, yeah. Just kill it, just kill it. You know, it's, I know. It's long outstayed its welcome. And I can't believe people are still watching that crap. Yes. I'm voting for it, spending their bloody money on it. It's oh, never mind. Uh, I'll come back down to earth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that that had been what makes me. And also, they <laughs> then have strictly, don't they? BBC themselves have strictly usually running up to Christmas. Well, that that was running at the same time as Doctor Who last year, wasn't it? For a, for a brief while for a brief period but that yeah. when it starts off yeah but then and when that gets more towards its climax they tended to then fit everything else around it rather yeah. than I don't know I, th- I think there's, there's probably still a still a place for both I think um, I think if the BBC play it right they could probably dominate the ratings if that's what they're after the BBC never used to play the ratings games but now they do so who knows I like have to because I think they then feel that they're supposed to be giving, showing that people are watching yeah. their programmes now, rather That's than it. just actually making proper programmes that people would want to watch. As such, they feel they have to be populist. Yes, know. let's see it. Now, the last bit of... Um, I say last bit of news, not the last bit of news. It's another sort of connected to the production. Um, now, it's also been reported there's going to be some online behind-the-scenes content uh, to time with the next series, which apparently has been filmed by the same crew that made Doctor Who Confidential, um, which the Daily Star reported that it is going to be Doctor Who Confidential. It's not. Um, it's just made by the same team. Um, I suppose you're going to get like little 10-minute bite-sized chunks of behind-the-scenes footage, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, now, also sort of tying into, in, <laughs> into that... Um, also, last last week during the convention. Now we went on the TARDIS set tour, didn't we? Yeah. And it was explained to us by the art director of, of the of that studio that they're having um, trying to figure out how the hell they were going to move the TARDIS console out because it's one big, massive lump of metal, basically. Um, well, apparently they're not moving that TARDIS console. They're building a new one. Right. Which could explain why those. Allowing everybody just to run exactly, the exactly. It did seem a little, a little odd, didn't it? Yeah. Um, but now, now, admittedly, this hasn't come from the BBC themselves. It's just been clarified by a fan. Um, right. Now, whether they let slip by mistake, 
or this guy's just lying. Who knows? Um, yeah, but basically they're building a new redesigned TARDIS console at the new uh, Roflock Studios. In some sense, you, you you can see that. I'm kind of disappointed now. <laughs> Why? Because because Matt Smith's not going to touch the same. <laughs> well, no, it's, 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 <laughs> next time it's on the same, I said I fondled that console, oh. and it's not going to be the console. And at least I can I can say it in retrospect. Yes. Yes, I fondled the old console, but not the new console. Have <laughs> people round just to put on the series six DVDs. <laughs> touch that. I, I stood there. Yeah, I touched that bit as well. <laughs> uh, no, that wouldn't be uh, good at all, would it? Really. Um, now, while we're on um, sort of production news, there's a little bit of. Um, I say it's not really news. There's a little to- a thing about Torchwood who still refuses to. Um, to, to go away, basically. To die. To die, yes. <laughs> sense of, yes. Cats in jackets refusing to die. Yes. Now, apparently, um, stars are still quite keen um, on another series of Torchwood, but they are just waiting on whether Russell T. Davis wants to resurrect it. Which suggests it actually was more of a success than people. I think it was in the States. Um, to I, give it I, credit for. Yeah, I think that a lot of um, sort of North American viewers... Lap, well, I'm not going to say lap it up, but they, I think they certainly enjoyed it for what it was more than we did. But there was a lot um, of, t- of talk there that the ratings had gone down on. Yeah. Didn't they, in but, that, but then again, it's like Stars is only a cable channel. Yeah. Um, so, But the, the, the BBC, different ball game altogether, but it did get relatively healthy doing figures. It's probably just cynical old miserable sods like me that just sort of that, that's didn't just like like, didn't like it yeah <laughs> that's about that's probably about it um ah oh, well there you go there you go but let's say it, it's still um it's just almost you know at, at the moment when we're not looking at any new doctor who till october november or even december Tor- torchwood um, could fill the gap couldn't to, to, it even poor torchwood would actually at least it would give us something to talk about, wouldn't it? <laughs> would, it would at least give us something on, to, yeah, to, to talk about. So yeah, that's it. We that's are it. sort of missing anything at the moment. That that that's it. Coming out. That's the problem. That's the problem. Well, um, there's still the movie news to talk about. Yes. Yes, because yes, that's, well, that's, yeah. that's reared its ugly head again, isn't it? Um, David Yates isn't going to let this go, is he? No. He really no, isn't. I think it's part of his pension scheme, isn't it? I think it must be. The date of it being made keeps getting further away. <laughs> well, he did, um, a, um, just to sort of clarify this, he, he did an interview with uh, Bleeding Cool. Um, and basically, just to sort of paraphrase, he says, yes, I'm definitely doing a Doctor Who movie, but I think where everyone got confused was that we're not making it for five or six years. It's yeah. a very slow development. I've got projects backed up between now and, and about 2015, and it's something I'm very passionate and excited about. Um, it, was, it was three years, wasn't it, when he first met? Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Um, so now, now that's doubled, so I think... I think he's talking out his backside, basically. Um, let it go, that's all I'm going to say. Um, he just thinks, oh, how long do I have to wait for Stephen yeah. Moffat? Now, now, the, now, the thing is, he's not exactly... Spielberg is he hasn't got that much clout where he can turn around and say well I'm making a Doctor Who movie and there's nothing you're going to do about it that's basically what he's saying yeah um, I think basically he just sort of just sort of shut up really he's 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 keeping himself in the spotlight with nothing to well, he's not doing anything about it he keeps yeah. mentioning Doctor Who but he's not actually making anything is he it's all talk yeah. Um, until yeah. you talk, talk about it when it's actually yeah. in production. Yeah, when you signed on the dotted line, when the BBC signed the dotted line, and if Stephen Moffat's still involved at that point, when he signed on the dotted line, then start talking about it. But yeah. right now, you've got nothing to say, and you're saying it very loudly, mate. <laughs> yeah. You really are. Do um, you want to do a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> He'd be ideal, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. No, um, but he does go on to say um, about Stephen Moffat. He says, um, Stephen's a genius. I love his work. I think he's incredibly clever. 
I love what he's done with Doctor Who. Love his Sherlock Holmes. He's such a gifted man. But this is something that's a very slow burn, and I'm hoping to sit down with him at some point and have a chat. You would have thought you'd have done that already, rather than just gobbing off. Um, It's just something we've been talking about for a little while. Um, and then something he's been talking about. That's it. Now apparently, then they asked him about all the continuity because he was talking about doing his own version of Doctor Who. Um, so when, he, when it comes to mentioning about continuity, so he said that's all to be discussed because it's five or six years from now. It's weird because what would the series, what will the series be like in five or six years? But I'm very excited about it. Very excited about that world. So if you were that excited about the world, you wouldn't want to change it, then, really, would you? No, um, and, and 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 you'd think you'd be pushing it a bit more. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just to be talking. I know when there's not actually anything actually currently in development. No, you know, um, and it has absolutely no idea of where Doctor Who will no, be. No, no, I mean, in, could, I mean, in could, six years to five, six years time. Well, that's it. It might even be on the screen. Um, if yeah. it's not on the screen in five or six years, because I do think the BBC will rest it at some point. Um, and that's probably when the, f- the film will fill the gap. Yeah. Um, but we also missed this on, um, I think it was on the Sunday as well, at one of the, the panels um, at the convention. Stephen Moffat category denied that there's any film in production at the moment, not even talking about it. Yeah, well, I mean, that seems to confirm that, doesn't it? Because yeah. Because um, we're talking five or six years. Yeah. I mean, it's also a question of the BBC might actually then want to go their own way. Well, yeah, exactly. Without him. Exactly. So, I can't. I'm assuming he must be talking to someone like BBC Worldwide, and I can't believe BBC Worldwide would do anything without Moffat say so. I don't know. No, no, that 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 I'm not so sure about. I don't know because it, it's it's his brainchild. Well, not his brainchild, but his current incarnation of it is his brainchild. So yeah, but I, I suspect that we've always had rumbling sort of between Moffat and the BBC on various things, haven't we? And I suspect there's almost a, you know, I'm, 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 I'm who, who's, this is sort of saying who's, who's actually owns the, the rights sort of thing. Well, obviously at the end of the day, the BBC owns the rights, but yeah. I, I think a lot of this rumblings about Moffat and the BBC, I think a lot of that's just stirred up by the press. Yeah. I really do. Um, I, I think Moffat's probably very opinionated, Yes, and I think we probably. And I, I, I suspect it's his show. Yeah, I, I think we got a flavour of that last Saturday, didn't yes. we? Yes, I think yeah, that, that that was very much a. Well, I this is my show. I'll do what I like. Yeah, um, and while while I'm in charge, then yeah, and why I'm am I charge. and why am I answering your questions? Yeah, I think really. Well, was... I don't need to answer your questions. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah that you fit. The there there wasn't the a sense there. of all yeah. oh, your license fee payers, and I'm, <clears throat> I'm in, I'm, 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 I'm in your you, debt. Was there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's none of that. <laughs> Absolutely none of that. Okay, well let's let's um, wrap this up and um, then uh, the um, leave that movie. Oh, I'm going to call it news, uh, chit chat behind. Uh, last thing, it's a little um, advertisement for our um, for any of our. Um, American listeners, if you're going to be in, the, if anyone's in the New York region or plan to be in the New York region, on oh, I've lost the date now. I can't find the date. Yes, <laughs> if you're in New York, and keep passing by. Yeah, just just, just wait, just wait until yes, on Tuesday the 10th of April. And if you're in the near, near the Paley Center, um, there is a show called How It All Began: An Evening with Waris Hussein. Um, now, basically. For those of you who don't know, Waris Hussein was the very first director of Doctor Who. He directed the the sort of the, the very first um, story, An Earthly Child. Um, yeah, basically, he's going to be sort of talking about how the show was made, um, sort of other like sort of the production problems, etc., etc. There's also going to be a little Q and A afterwards as well, and then the evening apparently will include a screening of um, the, the opening episode with a live commentary. By Waris Hussein as well. So, can we all urge people who are in the vicinity to go to this? Because if it's a success, they may transfer it and decide, oh, we could do that in London as well. Yes, indeed, indeed. And then we could go. Yes. So please, please, go, please, everybody, everyone who listens to us in New York, please go, go to this uh, evening with Waris Hussein. <laughs> well, that's boosted the audience by three. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, indeed. Yes, so it starts at seven p.m. 
Um, and I, I've always wanted Eastern Standard Time. So, <laughs> so um, yes, yeah, so there you go. So if, if you're in the if you're in the area on Tuesday the tenth of April, uh, if you're going to be there for seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, then you know, tag along, tag along to that one. Um, and it's actually been organised by Who York and the New York Comic Con as well. So um, it should all be geared up nice, nice and uh, nice and tight for all, all you lovely nerds out there. Brilliant. Yeah. All you Doctor Who nerds. Brilliant. And we, we, we really hope that it's something actually that does come to London. Because I yes. when I saw that, and re- before I realised it was New York, I was thinking, oh, what date's that? I must go to that. Yeah. And then, oh, bugger. <laughs> I don't think I can quite justify. Nah, so it. Well, well, with all my um, other connections these days, I could just get on a flight and. Uh... <laughs> yes. <laughs> see, see if we can get some other American podcast to pay to jet out there, be on their podcast, and <laughs> yes, attend that. <laughs> that might just work. <laughs> I don't think. Okay, then, folks. Um, well, Paul, as as you open the show, uh, would you like to would you like to close this news section? Ah, yes. Okay, then. And that was the news. Right. It's time to crack on with our retrospective of the 2009 specials. And this week, it is the end of time part one. The beginning of the end for the Tenth Doctor. Yes. Yes. Now, um, if anyone sort of follows me on Twitter, I wasn't looking forward to watching this one at all. Um... I was sort of posting some very sarcastic, oh, I'm going to watch End of Time Part 1 later on. Oh, joy. Um, but you've been pleasantly surprised, haven't you? Oh, yes! Um, what the, I, I'm going to, <laughs> actually, I'm, actually, as soon as we were recording this on April the 1st, there was a thought, do we do this and say, oh, what a wonderful episode, my favourite <laughs> ever. I've always loved this episode, yes. <laughs> no, um, mm, it's got a lot of problems, hasn't it? Yeah, well, the main one just being it's no good. yes. <laughs> Indeed. And I hate to say that. Yeah, I do as well. Um, I think it was such a. Well, actually, let's let's go back to when it was on Christmas Day, two thousand and nine. Yes. Um, when you watched it then, if you can remember that far back, as you know, it's over two years now. What what did you think at the time? It was. I actually didn't see it until I think the day after Boxing Day. Oh well. Oh yeah, we have um, discussed your Christmas viewing habits before, haven't we? Yes, yes, yes. yes that I just don't get to see the telly. Yeah, and I think I actually didn't even get home Boxing Day that year, <laughs> so it wasn't till literally the day after Boxing Day. And I have to say that I wasn't overly impressed then. And mm. what's really worrying me is in my, but in my uh, retrospective thoughts on this. Yeah, was I seem to remember that episode part one wasn't that bad, other than the ending, and it was part two that was really annoyed me. Oh right, okay. okay. Um, now having watched part one today, I'm thinking to myself, oh, how bad was part two? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a chance to watch part two. Yeah, I, I was sort of. I was, week, so. uh, well, not nor have I. I'm, I'm saving that privilege for next week. Um, yeah, I was kind of hoping that. Time might have mellowed my stance on yes. this episode because um, it's a shame because it, it was it was you know it's David David Tennant's final story um, and okay his doctor was it was in my mind he had a few niggly little faults for yeah, me that was getting more more and more obvious yeah exactly um, but you can't take away for, from the fact he was a fantastic doctor yeah and. Um, you thought he was going to go out with a bang. Yes. And it was probably one of the worst stories um, he, he was he was in. Yes. Yeah. I'm not going to say ever, because uh, no. for me that's Planet of the Dead. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I'm not, I, I'm actually... <laughs> no, that, I thought that was terrible. <laughs> no, and I, I'll, tell, I'll tell you why, I'll tell you why. There is one saving grace that End of Time has got. Bernard Cribbins. Bernard Cribbins, indeed. It is, it is, and it is the only thing actually that I found myself watching it for. Yeah, I have to say, every time he was in it, yeah, it it perked up. It got better. Yes. It really was. Um, now, t- 
talking as we're on the subject of of um, the the cribbins, um, this whole silver cloak thing. Yeah, that 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 was what I'd forgotten from from it in hindsight. And yeah. Yes. No. That. Yeah. It, it's yeah. It, why? It, it, yeah, why? It, 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 it was actually because they obviously realised that Bernard Cribbins was the best thing in it and to give him more of an early role. Well, the thing is, you bring in someone like um, June Whitfield as well. Now, that name might not mean to a lot of people who, who, who've watched it who, who are not based in the UK, but June Whitfield is like a national institution. Yes. Uh, the same as Bernard Cribbins, basically. Um, they've both been going as long, really, haven't they? Yeah. You know, so um, certainly right the way through from radio with her. Oh yeah, uh, was it? Um, oh, what was that? Oh god, I'm going to kick myself. Was it? Take it from here. That take it from here. That's it. Well done. Well done. Yeah, take it from here. It was the Glums, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. So back in the days of radio, in the in the sort of early fifties, that's when she sort of started sort of making her mark. And I suppose after that, she's sort of famous for uh, being in the odds. Carry on film, and also most famously over here has been in Terry in June, and yep. um, absolutely fabulous. Yes. Um, so to see her in this, and they were absolutely wasted, and just get, and it was actually quite the whole. Um, and when we say wasted, we mean not used very well, rather than she was had a few drinks. She had a few drinks. Yeah, she yeah, she, she might as well have done. Exactly. Um, she could have just phoned that performance in for, for all yeah. they got her to do. Um, yeah, it was it's terrible. Um, but it's just this whole silver cloak thing. I know I'm sort of picking up on this rather. There's 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 loads more wrong before the silver cloak ever turned up. But um, it's just because we were talking about Bernard Cribbins at the time. But it, it didn't it didn't serve any purpose, did it? It's just one minute they're on a coach, yeah, um, and he's handing out description of the Doctor and the Tardis and everything, and then um, listen, they they've all found him in in a in a junkyard, yeah. Or the, well, the, the market calling it a wasteland. Um, how the hell did they all traipse across that without at least one of them breaking a hip? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> it's <a> positive. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but then you get this thing with the, the whole. It was, um, yeah, because he was having this massive long chase. Yeah, with the master. And then, and then. Running at full pelt. And yet they managed to interrupt, to intercept him. And, and it was like, yeah, no. And it was, it was just the way it, it lurched from sort of dramatic one, and then, then it just sort of went, oh, look, here come a load of old age pensioners. It's comedy time. And yeah. then you watch June Whitfield's character grope the doctor's buttocks. Yeah. And then get eyed up by an, um, and I hope not offend anyone here, but it's the truth, being eyed up by an ageing homosexual. And and the yeah. whole, and the whole, Scene, it it was just wrong. It was the, the, yeah. it, it, I mean, I mean, it, it couldn't have been more wrong had she come out with a glass of a jug of orange juice and he'd sat down in the garden. What <laughs> could it really? And and the orange juice was laced with a hip now. but but that's the sort of thing that they're building the character to be some lecherous old lady. Yeah, with with a lecherous gay friend as well, and it was just wrong. I'm sorry, it, was, it just didn't. Maybe that maybe there is a place for that in Doctor Who, but not in that episode. Not no, not right. a, not at that precise moment. It just didn't work. Especially actually, because for my money, the best bit of this this episode was the bit where the master arrives at the at the wasteland and the burger bit, and with the people that are the two. Down and outs. Mm. I actually quite like that bit. Well, it, it seems to be one of the few bits that yeah. I did like. But it actually, then you then think about it, that was actually quite to go on a, a, a Christmas night. Yeah, it was a little bit. Um, Thinking retrospectively yeah, about when this went out. Yeah, it was a bit strange, really, wasn't it? And you wonder then whether the silver cloak bit in coming in afterwards and that. Was to try and I don't know lift the lighten the mood. Yes. Yeah. Well, you but... can lighten the mood, but it was just sort of like, well, you've been all dramatic, as you said. We say he's chasing the master, and then bang, comedy. Yeah. You know, he might as well just sort of had a custard pie in his face. 
yeah. for, for what it was worth. It would have been about as funny as a custard pie in the face. Um, yeah, it just didn't, I, I don't know, it, it, it served no purpose and then was never referenced afterwards. No. It wasn't sort of like he bought the silver cloak back in to defeat the master. Or needed their help again. Yeah. It was completely pointless. And it just. No, it, it was to bring light relief after. Yeah. The, whether, whether after filming the. No, it couldn't have been that. But whether, whether when they had the idea, they wanted the. The idea of the. I don't know, what is it? Basically, steaming skeletons. Yeah. And someone decided this is no this is too much really for a christmas thing so it's oh well we go the other way and then we'll have comedy afterwards yeah and it didn't Uh, work no it didn't work um but anyway let's um actually while we're on the subject of um we're talking about the we're talking about the doctor and the master sort of chasing across the wasteland um and now it's now apparent according to this that tunnels can smell each other now because they're both sniffing the air yeah, I thought, where the hell did this come from? They talk, they've already established that tunnels can sense each other, uh, sense each other. Sorry, um, uh, like like telepathically. Why? Yeah, why? Which makes why more, which that makes more sense. Make sense. Yeah, um, but now they can smell each other, and that's why the master was because he said he was trying to hide his stench, which yeah. is wiping that that burger pipe around his around his mush. Um, I thought, what? Why bring that in? Yeah, it's just sort of they didn't have foot like. Just let's little... throw everything. Exactly. This is, yeah. this is the biggest problem with this is they they basically did say let's throw everything at this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's let's go back a bit, shall we? Let's go back a bit. Um, obviously, the, the the episode opens with um, Timothy Dalton's voiceover. Yes. Um, and it, which carries on all the way through the story. I'm actually struggling to figure out where his voiceover actually fits into things yeah now I know they're time lords and things can be seen out of sequence to them but the way he's talking about it is if it's already happened and then you yeah. thought then you because okay, I'm now skipping forward to next week but obviously he's done all that he knows what's happened but then he doesn't know anything about um, the master the, the Doctor and the Master being the two that it, it just doesn't make any sense. And the yeah. whole thing about planting the 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 heart the extra like the drum beat in the Doctor's in the, in the sorry you're in the Master's going too mind. fast now. Oh, I am going too fast, but that's what I'm saying. The whole voiceover this week doesn't fit into what happens next week. No. And again, well, it's, it's similar. It's similar with the um, oh the Silurian two-parter. Where you had the voice over there. Yeah, it's the same thing again, isn't it? Didn't really fit into the where would how would that be? From what vantage point are you hearing that voice? Yeah. From what period of time are you hearing that voice? Now the the other thing as well that's not um explained, if we go back to the, the, the beginning of the episode with Bernard Cribbins in the church, um you've got Claire Bloom's character who has reno- Rem, you know, remained nameless ever since. Everyone said yeah. that it's the Doctor's mother, um, which again I think is a bloody awful idea. Um, yeah. How the it's never explained how the hell she got out of the time lock. Mm. If the time, if the time lords as a, or if you're taken as as an entity, can't get out of a time lock, how can she do it on her own? Yeah. Oh, there, there was just so much that was just put in because oh that's a good idea um, I'll, I'll, you almost got the feeling that there was a lot that was going to be oh I'll work out that bit out later yeah and they never bothered yeah they didn't did they I'll they work really out what didn't. that is and where that goes and how that's possible later yeah and it just became a oh well it oh well that, 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 that looks good yeah we'll leave it at that it was a lot of um well, I couldn't even say it was style because it wasn't exactly the most expensive episode committed to screen. Oh, you couldn't. There wasn't a lot. You could. There wasn't a lot of money spent on it. Yeah. You had a couple of effect shots, um, like the Council of Time Lords at the end. That was pretty much it, really, wasn't it? Yeah. 
for it. So, so any sort of grandiose um, um, effect shots, I would say. But um, I was going. So the next thing I was going about was the uh, the resurrection of the master. Yes. Which again didn't make any sense whatsoever. No, I mean you're talking. I know it's science fiction. We're talking about people being raised from the dead. We're talking about a guy who travels in time in a time machine disguised as a as a, as a blue police box who can regenerate into different people. Um, but this was more well, magic, basically, wasn't it? Magic yes. potions seemed to be that way. Yeah, you know, magic potions and the, and the Book of Saxon. I mean, what the bloody hell was that about? And and the fact that they could, I could have accepted if they there was some way that there was they was taking DNA or something from. Well, they, they, the they Well, they did, didn't they? Did it from the lipstick. But you can you can but, tell me that that stayed on her on her all that time. She's yeah. never she's never changed her lipstick. Yeah. Or washed the, her face. The face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, there, there didn't seem to be any. What what was the continuity on this it didn't seem as if this was supposed to be something that was happening the next day yeah that's right you did get a feeling there was there had been a period of time that had gone I mean she's supposed to have been tried in secret and yeah locked up and there'd been a previous governor which they'd had to get rid of so we're talking a fair few months you'd have thought so how was they then getting a, well, an imprint the... from, hit, from her exactly well, see, this is the thing because at the end of um, the last of the Time Lords, you have that scene where you get that the hand picks up the Master's ring from the yeah. ashes. Now, everyone was was surmising at the time it was Lucy Saxon, which would have made more sense. Yeah, if they'd if they'd have kept that in because she was obviously under the Master's control, and him being shot by her could have been all part of his his Plan B. Yeah, which you know would have made a lot more sense than some random woman um, who were led to believe has been part of a a cult of a of a, a current prime minister, or uh, I suppose at that time would have been a cult of a bloke who taken over the world. Yeah. Um, but then at the end of last of the time was obviously the Doctor reset everything, so no one would have remembered. What the hell happened? Except them. Except them. Now I know that I think people can still remember Saxon and everything, can't they? Yeah. I'm assuming. And why, and why his ring? Yeah. Sure, there must be some something else. Maybe his ashes would have made. But I mean, even Dracula never got resurrected by his ring. <laughs> this is the to... yeah. <laughs> No, I just realised how wrong that sounds, actually. <laughs> but, but it'd make you stand bolt upright. It would do, wouldn't it? Would yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it, it just didn't. I thought, oh god, it's just, it's just awful. It's just, it's just cobblers. I mean, cobblers. I, I, I suppose, I suppose, if to criticise the, the ring bit of this, we've had. Don't criticise the, the ring. <laughs> <laughs> the Time Lord's essence, or whatever, being being able to be held in a pocket watch. Mm. So but I suppose, but, but they didn't say even, that it. Well, that's, yeah, it, it could do. It but... could have been. It could have been held. I mean, it'd have actually been better had it been picked up his pocket watch. Yeah, because you could have sort of seen that as then a follow-on of the of the previous two. Yeah, of the, stories. Oh, oh, yeah, series three, basically. Yeah, yeah. But there's no allusion to that at all, was there? No, absolutely none. Um, and I, I, I do actually really hate being down on this episode. I do, I do hate being down on it because you know it's a, it's a show I I love Doctor Who. You know, I, you know I wouldn't do a podcast yeah. about it if I didn't love it. And and it's a disappointment when things come along like this. Just on also, you you are disappointed because it is David Tennant's last stuff. Yeah, and exactly. how good Waters of Mars had been. You know, we said this last last time, didn't we? We did. Before yeah. we got interrupted by the convention. Um, but wouldn't it, wouldn't it have been so much better had that been the episode that he went out? Yeah. Or or a similar episode to that. 
Well, actually, um, this 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 was neither this just... neither had um, yeah, the comedy didn't work in this, and it was not dark enough to be good drama. It actually just got lost in just being overblown, didn't it? It did, but um, I think next week's is overblown. I don't know, I don't know if this episode was overblown. But it was it was just um, a mess of ideas. Yeah. Well, what gets overblown at the end of this is obviously when we get to the end of this part. Yeah. And the whole thing with the master. That's it. And everybody turning into the. No, actually, I, I almost tripped up when I, earlier on when I was saying, well, if the Doctor reset everything at the end of Last of the Tunnels, then they shouldn't remember Saxon. Well, obviously, they, they do remember Saxon just before he opened up the... Uh, switched on the... Uh, oh, cobblers. I've forgotten the name of what he did to the TARDIS, the yeah. Paradox machine. machine. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, they can remember him up to that point. Yeah. Just now, remembered him as the old prime minister who went mad. Now oh, everyone, right. now apparently everyone are having nightmares about the master, yeah. and that, that's never explained why people are dreaming about him. Um, and then surely they will think, "Hang on, why am I dreaming?" It's just, oh, that's that man's face. Well, surely if you, you oh, hang on, why am I dreaming about Harold Saxon? Yeah. But it's saying that everybody, everybody's having the dream, but nobody else, nobody other than. Wilf can remember uh, Wilf. it. He's remembering it, yeah. But if you if you can't remember it, then you wouldn't know you were having bad dreams. Yeah. In the first place. No. Yeah, it just I say it just doesn't make any any sense whatsoever. It really doesn't. Really doesn't. Um, and the whole thing with the um, they try and explain it at the beginning with the Ood, don't they? They're saying all oh, like time is converging and it's sort of speeded up there. Yeah, evolutionary process. Though I still like to know why, why Ood Sigma is still wearing that uniform hundred years later. Yeah, but hey ho. Um, and what's no, perhaps, yeah? Perhaps fashion doesn't move as maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't. Um, and then, um, but then you also get the the, the uh, Ood voiced by Brian Cox with the um, funny brain head thing. Yeah. Again, that's not. It was that the Ood brain. From series four, had, had it evolved into that, or again, never explained? Yeah, it's the whole beginning of it's, it. It's just disjointed, and it's just a mess. Yeah, it's just a complete mess. Um, now, the only time it does come up, as we said before, is when Bernard Cribbins is in it, and the scene with him and David Tennant in the cafe. Yeah, was really good. Now that's the one thing Russell T Davis does do. He does do usually he does dialogue and character very well. And when he sort of seemed to concentrate on doing that, when he wasn't sort of trying to push the story along, what there was of it, um, it was really good. And the whole talk with him and David Tennant was was fantastic. I thought. But yeah. I, and I know a lot of people have sort of picked up on that thing of. Um, they didn't like the tenth Doctor saying, you know, when he regenerates, it's it's like he's dying, and a, and a new bloke goes walking away, and he's dead. A lot, yeah, of, a, lot a lot of fans can... didn't like that. But to a certain extent, there's a, there's always been a case of that because they've never. He's always been a new, a new personality, a new person. Mm, yeah. Um, he just has the memories. He just has his memories. Yeah, that's it. So, I don't think that was particularly. I mean, it, it, didn't a... bother, it didn't bother me at all. To, to no. me, it just seems to put up another facet of the character. Yeah, if I'm perfectly honest, it's probably one of yeah. the few things I did actually. I didn't mind. I quite liked. Well, other, otherwise, you'd have a position where you'd have a doctor that wasn't particularly bothered about regenerating. Yeah. Because if he doesn't lose anything, then why wouldn't you want to regenerate every couple of years? Especially yeah. as we now seem to be in a period where there is there's not a limitation on regeneration. Uh, apparently not. No, that's it. Um, why wouldn't you want to? Yeah. You know why? Why would you? Why would you ever want to become old when you could just regenerate without yeah, losing anything? 
Now, of course, the, the, the thing about the whole thing that, that, that Wilf gets the Doctor into that into that calf is because he wants the Doctor to see Donna. Yeah. Um, and try and get him to change his mind. Now, the Doctor goes to great lengths again to say that if she sees him, she will die. If she's reminded of her time with the Doctor, she will die. Um, what happens next episode? And I'm getting ahead of myself again. All of a sudden, he pulls out this defence mechanism out of the bag. Oh, what, the implanted... Uh... Yeah. Why would he be that... I mean, again, it doesn't make any sense. I know I'm, yeah. get, I know I'm getting ahead of myself here, but it, it's difficult not to, knowing, knowing what, what's coming. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I, I wasn't so... I mean, we'll talk about this next week, because we're... We are sort of getting a, a bit ahead yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, obviously, um, I say, move, I mean, move, get, get, move, oh, yeah, go on, sorry. No, I was just going to say, I mean, the, oh, there's bits, I mean, getting get to the end of the, uh, the Joshua Naismith character, I dislike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This. No, I was, I was about to bring there's it up. There's too much, like, posing sideways with arms crossed. <laughs> You know what I mean? Just, just I am important. I am, you know. Yeah, all important people stand with their chest puffed out. Yeah, pulling a smug face with their arms folded. Yes, yes, all, all important people do that. Um, and that seems to be his character. And yeah. that is it. And 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 a very weird relationship with his daughter. It seems. Yes. Very very weird. Um, and again, that they were, they didn't do anything, did they? I don't know why they were so. Um, keen on the master apart from the fact they shouldn't have known who the master was yeah and certainly not that he, he was well I suppose I suppose if there was some sort of cult of Saxon or whatever actually no I, actually um, he would if, it, if, cult, if, cult he, of... if he then got if he then got into um, Getting hold of Torchwood stuff, he'd have had connections, I suppose. I suppose, but I just, yeah, I just, I don't, I, I, I well, hate we're, to, we're trying to, 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 finish... to say about the, the actor because I presume he, I, I take it that he was asked to portray it that way. Yeah, but it just was just so the he 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 was. I mean, I know we should be saying yes, Doctor Who children's program, but he was <laughs> he was the. The children's program view of a wealthy uh, villain. Yeah, wasn't he? He was. You're absolutely right. You know, absolutely right. Overly important and and it's how, yeah. Oh, um, um, Christmas is cancelled. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> I like to see any anyone try that. <laughs> to be honest, cancelling yeah. Christmas, there'd be there'd be absolute uproar. Um, yeah, it was just a, a, a another weak character, basically, yeah. who after this episode does nothing. No, really. Um, they made a big thing about his book that he'd written, which Donna gives to Will for Christmas. Um, but again, you still don't know what did he do? No. Why was he so important? Yeah. What What was his book? What was his book about? He just seemed to be rich. I mean, I suppose the, the thing about the book was just basically to say that Donna was still well, the subconsciously is... aware. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that, that's fine. Was, that's fine. To... What was interesting though is he gave he gave him that book to Wilf, who literally was out the door and away with the Doctor afterwards. And then as they're running away across the courtyard, mm. he's giving him a brief biography of him from what he's read in the book. <laughs> <laughs> How long were they in that time? He's a very good speed reader. That's what I can say. Bloody hell! Well, that's the thing. That, that's what all it needed was a throwaway line um, from the Joshua Naismith. Yeah, to say almost sort of like a CJ out of um, um, Fallen Rise original pairing. Just just the sort long lines of I didn't get where I am today, sort of thing. Yeah, that's all it needed. But he didn't even get that. No, it's just taken that these people are very... Whoever he is has got lots of money in his own yeah. army, and that was it. That's it. Um, 
And then, of course, we're introduced... And I'm saying they shoehorned Wilf into saying... Again. His, his biography. With his speed-reading skills. <laughs> Which he'd never even opened. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, actually, I did like Wilf's um, reaction to the TARDIS, though. He thought, yeah. it, he thought it'd be tidier. Or cleaner, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, I did quite like that. Um, and he hadn't even let us into that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's... Um, what was the other... Oh yeah, and of course you get the um, the Vimvoci. Yeah. Um, which again, yeah. another, another another forgettable alien introduced to Doctor Who, really. Yeah. Oh, and the shimmer and the, oh. Oh God! Oh no. That just. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's that. Oh, is that this the whole thing of making the. The, the tenth Doctor was too um, contemporary. Yeah, with that with that whole thing when when the um, the Malvin Vochi comes, he just goes shimmer like that. Yeah, that yeah, that that's... really that, that really what winds me up. Yeah, really winds me up. Yeah, and I think that's actually what happened with David Tennant's Doctor, wasn't it? Was yeah, he came more less and less the the alien, and more and more. The I don't know human, yeah, basically, and and twenty first century human, yeah, yeah, far too much. Far too, they really did overplay that a bit, especially towards even, the end. Even to Wilf giving out his description <laughs> on the the coach, saying, "Oh, and he's got the trendy spiky hair." Yeah, you think, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You could believe it, couldn't you? No, it, yeah, oh, I don't know. Yeah, it just it just wasn't wasn't good now of course you get get to the end and I think the whole thing was built around the one line that Russell, Russell T Davis is probably really looking forward to doing was the master race line yes yeah yeah you've got the fact yeah the, yeah it that, just is all whole, set, set whole up whole idea for, came, for, came from for a cheap gag basically yes. it was just yeah um and I'm sorry the effect at the at the end um with them changing the master um it looks awful they spent yeah. they spent a lot of time going how how wonderful it was they came up with this idea when they when they on uh, on confidential yeah with this um, no it was an awful idea and it looks awful on screen I'm sorry yeah. it does I really don't like that effect at all and basically gave John Sim just basically almost seemed to tell him just go out there enjoy yourself yeah I know Back as you like ah. Uh, I really, really hated what they did with the master. Yeah, I really did. I know they wanted him to mirror um, David Tennant's Doctor. Yeah, but but then that says more about what the problems were with David Tennant's Doctor. Well, the thing is, the whole thing, the whole thing about the master is meant to be not the the. It shouldn't be the mirror image of the Doctor. It should be the opposite of the Doctor. It should be the opposite of the Doctor's character and what his outlook and everything is, um, and that's where they got. Where they got. No, that's what got. If you go back to Delgado and Pertwee, he was the Moriarty to Pertwee's Holmes. Yeah, but I don't think he was that different in terms of they was both that sort of slightly aloof upper class character, though, wasn't they? Well, he talks about his uh, his father's estate, doesn't he? In this episode, no, no, I'm, I'm talking about. Delgado's master. Oh yeah, but yeah, but that that doctor, but that worked well, and that's yeah. why people keep referencing that because that yeah. that setup worked well. But in um, that sense, they weren't that different, other than being the if you like the black and white of each other. Mm. There was still, you could say, they was. But that's what the makes, image of each other. But that's what. But that's what heroes and villains are. Yeah. If you have heroes and villains, it, to a certain extent, you could say, "All right, well, fair enough." Then John Cena is supposed to be the mirror image to David Tennant's Doctor, but I don't know. I. It's it's the facts. Again, I think it's. I mean, John Sim's a good actor, and I'll go back to saying Anthony Ainley as well. He's a good actor. It's the way that the production team or the producer or showrunner, whatever you want to call them, 
have asked that actor to to portray the character. It's just the over the topness of it, isn't it? It is, and there's no need for it. Yeah, because you've already got Tenant's Doctor is already over the top to a certain extent, yeah. and you don't need that from the villain as well. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's the yeah, it's the the jokiness and the everything bigger and larger, whereas where. Um, Roger Delgado and Anthony Only was good was the the very much the dry humour throwaway line yeah and the underplaying it to a certain I mean, to a certain extent with Anthony Only yeah um, but, but 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 in, in the evilness not in the you know he sort of perhaps overdid it with the the being evil side of it whereas John Sim is just it's I don't know. It's, it's, it's just the it's the incessant it, cackling, the laugh yeah. and laughing. And I know they did that with yeah. um, Ainley, with yeah. his master. Um, but it seems to be the one thing that Rusty Day's picked up on. And thought, oh, the master always laughs. Yeah. So we're having laugh. We'll have him laugh in an evil fashion at every given opportunity. Yeah. Well, no, that's not what the master is about. That doesn't mean no. you're evil because you laugh a lot. No. Um, you know. Delgado didn't. I know I keep using Delgado as a reference, but I think it's a bloody good reference actually, because he was. Well, to excuse the awful pun, he was the master at it. But you know, um, he, he, he it's talking about building something just to get the awful pun. Oh no, I just got. But he was though. He he was he was the master at it because he he didn't have to. He didn't have to fall back on laughing evilly hmm. all the time. You know, and and when. The time came for Antiani to play the master as he wanted to play, which which was in survival. Mm. It's a much better character. Mm. But yeah, but also, but but you did have you did have the feeling he did bring a menacing, brooding, menacing to it as well. You could watch Antony Only's master just standing there, mm. and he was evil. Yeah. Whereas, actually, unless. John Sims master is actually killing somebody or injuring somebody. He's just a bit of a clown, really. He is just a clown. Yeah, that's that is you're absolutely spot on. That is the way he's portrayed as as, as, a, as a clown. I'm not saying that is um, that is John Sims' fault. No, because no. when when he's allowed to be quiet, yeah, it's fine. His portrayal is fine. It's when he's asked to go over the top and start cackling all the time. Yeah, um, that's when it goes wrong. Yeah. As I say, it's, no, it's nothing against John Sim as an actor because he's a very good actor. So, there you go. Didn't mean to have quite such a long discussion just on the master, but. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think it was. Uh, to, and to be honest, that is what that is one where the this is, the whole thing is based. Most of this episode is based around their relationship, isn't it? It is. And if that fundamentally. If the two characters are starting not to work, then the episode has got to be brilliantly written. The other bits of the episode have got to be yeah. brilliantly written to carry it. Yeah, and they're not. This is meant to be carrying the other bits of the episode. Yeah, it's just and that's why. It yeah, it apart. just yeah, it just doesn't doesn't work at all. Um, and a massive disappointment for the end of or the beginning of the end of David Tennant's reign. Really, yeah, very disappointing. Okay, well, I think we've covered everything in the story there this week, haven't we? Yes. Yes. Um, so, shall we, shall we end that there? But you haven't said whether you liked it or not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to sit on the fence on this one. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, just to clarify, I don't like it. There you are. I mean, the, the only shock I've had from this, this our conversation here on, is that you wrote Planet of the Dead worse than this. I still can't <laughs> see... Yeah, well, Planet of the Dead didn't have cribbins. Yeah, okay. Okay, that is the only saving grace Yeah. Um, for End of Time Part 1, is is the moments when David and Bernard Cribbins are on screen together. That's when it... Yeah. Um, that's when it sort of gets better. Really does. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. Let's, let's end that there, then. Let's end that there. Yeah. Right, so... Um, Obviously, next week, 
we shall return with End of Time Part 2. We shall... um, Yes, we're already looking forward. Oh, yes. Yes, so we'll be wrapping up our um, retrospective on the specials. And also, I know we're sort of going backwards here, but also finishing up David Tennant's reign as well. Yes. So maybe we'll uh, maybe let's have a, have a bit of a, a discussion about the Tenth Doctor while we're about it as well. Um. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? So. Um, yes. So there we go. Um, now, hopefully, next week we should have uh, Martin from Bad Wolf join us again. Um, as I say, pending um, everyone's schedules, but that's the, the current plan anyway. So look forward to having him back on the show. Um, so yes. Until then, I think we should leave it there. Yes. Yes, let's do that. Okay then, folks. So, until next week, it is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. listen to the Who's He podcast, a proud member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. If you'd like to get in touch with us here at the show, please drop us an email at feedback at who's-he.co.uk and please also visit our website, which is at www.who's-he.co.uk and you can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast.